Hello and welcome to Now Fear This with Becky and Marie, the podcast where we talk about all the things that scare the shit out of us and a few things that don't. I'm Becky and I'm looking at Marie with her cat t-shirt on across the Zoom. Yes. How are you? I go to CatCon every year. This is actually a CatCon shirt. You can see. CatCon. See the little cat butt. It's raising its legs. It's so cute. And it's kind of perverted. I love it. What are you fearing today? Well, I'm fearing something that I know I've feared in the past, but let's just say I got triggered. It's the fear <laughs> that keeps on giving. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So so did you hear about the Demi Lovato thing? Guess I didn't. I, I don't know. So Demi huh. Lovato, she went to a frozen yogurt place here in LA. It's like a small business that ah, that story. That you know story the story I have heard about. Okay. <laughs> so it's all over the LA Times. Howard Stern was talking about it. And James was driving me to physical therapy and he started talking to me about it. And we got into a bit of a disagreement because I just couldn't believe what he was saying. And the more I've looked into it, it's actually the case, which is she was triggered at this yogurt shop because they have yogurts that are sugar-free. Well, that really is the story. Apparently that really is the story. I was like, okay. I, but I knew she funny. put something on Instagram saying they were fat shaming but I didn't under, I just kind of yeah, glossed so over the story that's what I was saying I was like well fat shaming is different than something being sugar-free like maybe they said to her why don't you try a sugar-free option or maybe they have signage that says something about you maybe you put on the COVID tent. all of you need to lose weight out there come into yeah. our fat-free shop but James Howard Stern the articles I read everybody just says she was triggered by the word sugar-free really yeah I know. I'm telling you, I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. And so it just brought up a fear that I have, which is it's so hard to navigate these days and have conversations with people because you never know what you're going to say that's going to like create hostility or trigger somebody. Like people literally have the view that they have a right to not be offended by things. And and this was the thing that really like stood out to me about this article was if the word sugar-free triggers you, you're in big trouble in this life. And also I have a right to want sugar-free ice cream or yogurt. And I'm not fat shaming anybody if I want sugar-free products. They really didn't have a sign that was some way insulting or... As far as I, this is the same conversation. I had. Does Diet Coke hurt her feelings too? Or like what? I don't get it. I, I was confused by it. But okay. I'm just saying like, it's very, very difficult nowadays to navigate all of this <laughs> triggering. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I wonder where it comes from. I don't know like where it originates, but I wouldn't trigger alert unless I was literally talking about rape and violence. Right. And I mean, am I supposed to have not ever said anything about sugar it's like what is not going to trigger you if sugar free <laughs> makes you want to crawl under your bed and never come out I don't I don't get it yeah I don't think the point of making sugar-free products is to fat shame you or make you feel bad it's because some people want to eliminate sugar diabetic people they need that literally for their life they need it to be sugar-free yeah I don't know it's it's weird so Anyway, if you find out more information that there's more to it than just the sugar-free thing, I'm happy to hear it, but I'm mortified. If that's what triggered her, it mortifies me. (laughs) Yeah, I think even if you are triggered, that's on you. 
You need to take a look inward. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry we've triggered all y'all already. How many times can we say the word triggered in one stupid podcast? No. So what are you fearing, Becky? <laughs> I know I need to trigger you to tell us the topic. <laughs> you didn't trigger me enough. Let's see. I don't know how to phrase this without giving the whole thing away because I wanted to tell you a story. So I'm going to start with this story. And then at the end of the story, I'll tell you what I'm fearing. Okay. So here we go. New Jersey, the garden state. And there is a man named John M-U-S-B-A-C-H. How do you pronounce that, Marie? Musbach? M-U-S-B-A-C-H. Bach. Musbach? Musbach. There's a man in New Jersey back in 2015, and he's a full-grown adult human, okay? Grown-ass man, yeah. Grown-ass man, and he began communicating with someone online who was 13. He requested and received sexually explicit videos and photographs of this 13-year-old boy. He followed that up with sending his own sexually explicit videos and photographs of himself to the victim. So an investigation was launched in 2015 when, of course, the parents of the 13-year-old boy found the phone and were like, what in the actual fuck? So this guy was arrested in March of 2016. They found cell phone, laptop, all of these things. And and guess where he worked? A cloud hosting company. Okay. Does that not give you a little bit of the creeps? Those things. Totally. That's a little bit too close to home. Yeah. So he received a two-year suspended sentence, which I can't believe. This guy belongs in prison. With parole supervision for life when he pleaded guilty. Now, you know what else he was doing during that time? After he got caught, but before he was sentenced? Molesting? Was he asking for forgiveness? Was he visiting somebody to work on his pedophilia? Did he go to therapy? No. No. No, He found more people to molest. Um, I'm sure he was also molesting other people. But what he also did was go to a murder for hire website that operates on the dark web, asking whoever it was that worked there, hey guys, is a 14 year old too too young for you to murder for me? Wow. Of course they said, oh, there might even be a discount. No, I don't know if they said that. (laughs) No, he was assured a 14 year old was okay. We'll do it. Just give us the Bitcoin. So he sent approximately $20,000 to this entity on the dark web. And he kept repeatedly messaging the person who ran this dark web murder for hire site. Asking, when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? You know everything about the kid. You know where he is. You know where he goes to school. You know what he looks like. When are you going to do it? And so they said, oh, you know what? We decided 14 is too young, so you need to pay us $5,000 more. So you know what they said? Canceled the deal and asked for a refund. Uh, <laughs> Can I have $20,000 in Bitcoin back because you didn't actually kill the child I wanted you to kill? Now, thankfully, this was fraudulent. They were just pretending, of course. They just wanted your fucking money. They know you're not going to go to the police when they steal your money, right? They're not going to go, hey, uh, 911, I told this guy I'd kill a kid and he didn't pay me. I mean, right. right. So what I'm fearing are murder for hire plots. Some of which work out and some of which do not, depending on your point of view, I guess. So this is one of the stories where some idiot thought he was actually communicating with a hit man, hit person, and wasn't. 
But there are some cases where people have, especially in Europe, it's a thing where people have communicated with somebody online. And there's a whole article, I'll put our sources on our website, fearthispodcast.com, where there's so many people now that the dark web is a thing who are quote unquote hitmen have flooded the marketplace. And so the prices have dropped so people can be competitive. <laughs> and isn't that crazy? There's like a whole article about it. Yeah, no, I was reading it. But I mean, doesn't the article kind of say that, okay, I don't know our listeners, but if any of our listeners out there are thinking about using the dark web to have someone in their life murdered, it's a scam. From what I've read, nobody's getting anyone murdered on the dark web. They're just giving Bitcoin to scammers. Well, this is what I wonder. Maybe we just don't know about it because it happened and they got away with it and the person was hit by a car and nobody knows it was a hitman and nobody knows what happens because they are talking about on that website that people will pay 10,000 euro to 100,000 euro depending and that it does occur. I don't know. What if there are successful plots out there we don't know about that actually occurred is what I'm saying. I think that there's possible successful plots out there, but I don't think they're happening from dark web. What I think they're happening from is people having conversations with criminals in real life. I think this dark web thing is the ultimate scam, like you said, because you can't ask for a refund. What are you going to do? You just gave your money to people you've never met before on the internet. Like, how stupid are you? Well, I don't want to discourage people from giving away money. If you're so stupid that you want to give away money via Bitcoin (laughs) to get someone murdered, I think you should just go ahead and do that. Just go ahead and do it. Give away your money. Just send it away. You don't deserve the money anyway. And the person is perfectly safe because it's not a real fucking assassin. Okay? Right. So just do it. Just find them on the well, dark web and just fucking do it. And some so of that these, article. Hmm? These people are turning the folks over to the police too. A lot of the times. Right. Sometimes. 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 But that, that particular story was by Sarah Coble on infosecuritymagazine.com. But there's a lot of those cases. A ton, um, yeah. Of people who, there's one that just happened in the last few months. Somebody got arrested. Two of them recently. There was one named Kelly Harper and one named Tina Jones. And the one that's really confusing is this Kelly Harper story. Mm-hmm. And the description of who she wanted killed. They didn't really say why she wanted to kill somebody, but she messaged this would-be assassin the target needs to be killed. He's a white five foot five male, dark brown, short hair, blue eyes, and weighs 165 pounds. She included photos, vehicle, and their cell phone number. And first of all, I'm not making fun of people who are short, but that could be a kid too. Doesn't it sound like it? And they're not naming yeah. him, which might mean that he's a kid. Who is she trying to kill? Kelly Harper. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, I like to say people's name like it's the cuss word when they're a murderer. Right, right. Well, one of my favorite things. The dark web thing I think is interesting because first of all, what the fuck are you doing going on the dark web if you're just a regular person and you're not a dark web person, right? You know what I mean by that. (laughs) I don't know. You kind of talked in circles for a second there. (laughs) No, 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 no. Like, okay. So there's a criminal underworld and the dark web is filled with people who hack the internet and do all sorts of criminal things. So why do you think that's a place for you if you know nothing about it? Like, are you going to go to, I don't know, are you going to go to a, a drug cartel hangout because you've heard they've got good tequila or something? No. 
I kind of want to know. <laughs> you want to go with me? <laughs> you and I'll just walk in. Hey, I heard hi, you. Hi. Like a biker bar. Me and you. We're just going to oh, like. Let's do it. Let's, let's just go it. hang at a biker bar. Like the hell is You wear that. I'll wear this pink cardigan. Oh, God. <laughs> We're so hot. Jeez. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, there oh, are places geez. you know where there's a criminal element. You, as a regular person that's not a criminal, you don't put yourself in that. So why do you think you can hang in the dark web when you got no dark web spills? Most of the light web confounds me, much less going dark. The light I mean, web? Is that a thing? The light web. I don't know what else we're going to call it. The, the bright <laughs> web? The, the sunny web? But I don't know what I'm doing anyway, you know? So much less the exchanging of money with a perfect stranger yeah. who by definition is telling you that they're a criminal because they're going to go fucking murder somebody. And you think, what could go wrong? I'm going right. to send them that money. What could go wrong? It's like ordering what? something from Amazon, like dark Amazon or whatever. <laughs> Ooh, what are we going to sell on dark Amazon? <laughs> yeah, we, there's lots of things we can sell on dark Microbar Amazon. Microbar tequila. Right. Yeah. Um, maggot cheese. I don't know. Like lots you of say? maggot cheese. It's like some cheese in, in Italy that's against the law, you know, that has maggots in it. I don't know. But yeah, so going back to this dark web thing, it's so easy on the internet with email, with your phone, whatever, to get scammed. Like you can literally click on something and be scammed. And now you are going into a portal filled with scammers. Like when Pinocchio goes to Donkey Town, are like when people go to the red light district, that's what you're doing. You're entering the web red light. Wild, district. wild west. Yeah. So you're just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. hey, here's all my information, dark web. Go hog wild. <laughs> yeah. Do I have any bitcoins I could offer you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what regular person, what protection do you have against the dark web? You have no internet skills, you have no hacking skills. Do you think you're Norton? And no and- recourse. Right. You know, you don't get refunds like this dude wanted when he didn't get the kid killed fast enough. Yeah. He wanted a fucking refund like it's Nordstrom after Christmas. Exactly. Dark Nordstrom. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like, I don't have the, uh, you know, dark web edition of Norton antivirus, you know, just have the regular one. So... <laughs> We are all lucky that people are so fucking stupid. I mean, sometimes I'm like, the world's coming to an end because people are so fucking stupid. But when criminals are this fucking stupid and people who want to be murderers or want people dead are this fucking stupid, I think we're going to be okay. All right? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be okay. As long as these people just remain as dumb as fucking possible. Now, the dark web is not the only place where no. hitman type stuff occurs. We've got a couple of stories of um, one of them was turned into a movie, and another one is still unfolding uh, as we go. Do you want to hear the one that's unfolding as we go? Uh, yeah, do it. Let's hear it. All right. March of 2018 in Austin, Texas. A family named the Shaughnessy's went to bed, thought, you know, life's pretty good. They owned a jewelry store. They're wealthy. They're very well off. Their son is in college. And they woke up on the night of March 2nd in the middle of the night when the two dogs in the house were barking. Ted is the husband and the wife is Corey. Well, Ted grabbed his gun and went downstairs and Corey heard gunfire erupt right outside the door. And she grabbed her own revolver. I mean, we are armed. This is Texas, y'all. 
she grabbed her own revolver as two gunmen started shooting at her. She returned fire like she's fucking Bruce Willis in 1988, you know, Nakatomi Plaza. And she unloaded her firearm in their direction. You go, Corey. And she ran into the closet and she called 911. Well, this was at 4.45 in the morning. She reported an intruder had entered her home. Multiple shots were fired. And the deputies got there. They found her husband, Ted, dead with multiple gunshot wounds. She, okay. however, survived. And when she fired, the gunman fled. So they didn't stay to come in. They didn't know, I guess, if she had more ammunition. Right. They were like, fuck. <laughs> now, because y'all know it's a murder for hire plot, because that's the topic of the show, it shouldn't be shocking to you that there was a murder plot involved. I'm most intrigued by the fact that the person who hired them, who turned off the alarm code because there's no forced entry, he either gave them the alarm code, these two dudes, or he turned it off himself. I don't know if he was there that night or not. I don't think so. And I guess he didn't mention, oh, by the way, my parents are armed to the teeth. So when you go oh, in. He didn't he warn was, them. Right? He didn't warn them. You probably should have said, uh, by the way. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Who do you think did it? I just said. It was their the kid. kid. It was their 18 or 19 year old kid. Because he wanted the $8 million in inheritance. And he oh. didn't want to wait for it. So this is like that story that we did about college mm-hmm. attendance versus murder. That one and also in God, Texas, y'all need to slow your roll. We need to slow our roll. That one that was in Houston where the boy didn't attend college at all, had his family murdered, but his dad survived. So he still didn't get the money. Same thing here. Mom survived. So the son and his wife, they married very young, whatever. Apparently this is a very strange relationship not just including the murder he and his wife i don't know her name doesn't matter bitch let's just call her that um <laughs> i wasn't talking to you marie sorry so um, geez you're triggering I, wow just turned on you didn't i <laughs> so it reminds me of when we first met <laughs> continue <laughs> we, we told that story didn't we yeah we did okay so here's what the police have said that this young couple whatever the fuck their names are uh jacqueline and nicholas they figured out through months worth of text messages and through interviews with friends and others that the son and the daughter-in-law were the masterminds behind this plot and just like that one in houston she they asked her around they were asking everyone they knew like do you know anybody who would do this do you want to do this this is another part of the stupidity of it of you're so dumb that even if your parents do both quote unquote successfully get murder for hire killed, they're gonna look at you, bruh. And you've asked every human on earth to kill them for you. You're you're not using your brain, right? Yeah, like part of succeeding, I think, at a murder is concealing concealing the crime. And <laughs> the more people you talk to about, I mean, it's just basic logic. And again, I go back to if you're not a criminal, what makes you think that you don't need to prepare to be a criminal? I think being a successful criminal is the same as being successful at anything else. You need to train for it and prepare. Yeah, you have to train for it. You have to work yeah. for it. Yeah, I agree. You can't just start out with murder plots. No, that's no. like a bigger, higher level. Well, I'll give you an example. So when my mom passed away and I was cleaning out her house... I noticed that she had this hang up about not wanting to use any pain pills because she thought she was going to get addicted to them, but she would still fill those prescriptions. In her closet, I found a box of Oxycontin, literally. And 
I stared at it for a few minutes and I thought I could probably sell this Oxycontin and make a lot of money. (laughs) Then I just like flashed what would happen in my mind. And it involved me either being murdered or in jail because I'm not a criminal. (laughs) Yes, you very sagely realized you are not a fucking criminal. That's not your bag in this life. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) But uh, I was telling some friends about it and they were like, oh my gosh, you could have made so much money on the black market. Mm -hmm. I'm like, where am I going to go and sell Oxycontin to people? The dark web. The dark web. (laughs) And then I'm going to get busted and I'm going to be... I know, because you know who else is on the dark web? The same fucking law enforcement that's on the web. They're right there too. Right, and those are the people I'm going to attract because I don't gonna know what I'm to, doing. Because you're going to be like, it'll be like a Craigslist ad. New drugs, all caps. What's your logo and your slogan going to be? I mean, these are things well, you have to think about. I don't even know what the street term for Oxycontin is, right? You should probably figure that out before you start trying to sell it on the dark web. No, I was at a bar once when I lived in New York and somebody came up to me and and asked me if I was into blow. And I'm like, I have no idea what that is. (laughs) You didn't know, even I know that. No, well, now I know, but I didn't know what the term. Back then, you didn't? Really? No, I never heard the term blow. And then another time, my mom and my sister called me because they thought, a family member was hiding marijuana in the house and they called me because they didn't know what marijuana looked like and so first of all I'm like why do you think I would know what marijuana looks like I have no idea but then I go why do you think this person is using marijuana and my sister's like because they have a really long pinky fingernail and I said well first of all that would be for cocaine I think yeah not for marijuana. that's for blow that's yeah. not <laughs> but maybe they just play acoustical guitar (laughs) (laughs) right I mean the finger picking you gotta have the like I don't know I mean this is what regular people are like when they try to involve themselves in the criminal world they're fucking clueless such a nerd I couldn't even use the lingo right even on the show I have to read it you know I don't even know how to pronounce certain things right just that's not I could never do it never ever ever I drive people crazy at work that are cool because I'll pronounce things purposefully in a square way. Like I'll say, oh, I love that rapper 50 cents or I'm so gangster, (laughs) you know, that kind of thing. Or bitching, bitching. I think it's supposed to be bitching, but whatever. Bitching? Yeah, it's not bitching. (laughs) That's what we do. (laughs) That's a bitching ride. That's not how it works. Yeah. No, me and you trying to do a crime will be instant death or prison. For sure. For sure. I mean, orange is the new pink or whatever is going to be. Wow. That was pretty confusing. I was trying to quote Elle Woods. um, Whoever said orange is the new pink is seriously disturbed. (laughs) Okay. But I wanted to get back to this terrible story. (laughs) Sorry, we digressed. Of these two terrible, terrible teenagers who got married and plotted murder. Yeah. So let me just tell you this last little part before we move on to my, what is probably my uh, favorite HBO movies and Holly Hunter roles of all time, as well as one of my favorite crimes of all time. Here's what Corey Shaughnessy said about her son and his wife, who, by the way, moved in with her, just like that thing in Houston after the murder. Okay. Quote, two of these people were strangers to me. She's talking about the two dudes who actually came into the house. 
But the other two were my son and my daughter-in-law. I loved. Not me, my husband, or anyone in our family could have imagined that Nicholas and Jackie would have wanted to have us murdered. Because of that, I held on to the tiniest string of hope that maybe it wasn't true. And then she goes on to describe, Nicholas and Jackie were with me when I went back to the house late in the afternoon on the day of Ted's murder. They saw the pool of his blood where he laid as he died, the broken glass, splintered wood, and bullet holes. They went with me to pick up his ashes. They lived with me in our home, mine and Ted's. They ate the food I bought and cooked for them. They wore the clothes and shoes that I bought for them. They planned their future, profiting from the business that Ted and I had built for 20 years. They took everything I had to give after failing to take my life. That was her victim impact statement at the sentencing. I mean, that's real. That's exactly. I was like, that is so vivid and so gut-wrenching to imagine they're the ones who are comforting you in this entire time. They're not only the ones who did it, but thinking, damn it, you're not dead too. We failed, you know? Oh. I do wonder about this quite often because I would say this is definitely a fear of mine. You see it all the time, how you have intimate relationships with friends and family members and spouses, and they're plotting behind you and you don't even know. And I look at people who are married to serial killers and didn't know, and like legit didn't know. So you think you know people, I mean, your kid. And I'm sure in some cases there are red flags and people are ignoring it. But I think there are a lot of cases where people are just flat out deceiving their spouse. Yeah, I, I, I do too. And I think- Or their mom or their dad. Right. I think that it's difficult for us to imagine how good people are who are like this at imitating humans when they're, they're just complete sociopaths and they, how good they are at hiding. But- It'd be interesting to see after this is over, if you could say, was there any sign that you might've missed? Not to say victim blame me, of course, of course not. But I wonder if they would go, you know, there was that weird thing that time or something of the serial killer thing, you know. Ladies and gentlemen, we want to just take a moment to tell you about our sponsor, Urban Owl. This is an amazing website, an amazing find. I'm really glad we connected with them because- They have all of these really cool, unique coffee mugs and doormats and home decor and little knickknacks and things that I just don't think you can find anywhere else. No, no, I don't think so either. They have a ton of true crime stuff, which it's cool true crime stuff. It's not like the creepy. Remember we did that one episode where there was all this like creepy Black Dahlia candle and stuff like that. I mean, true crime, glass of wine and bed by nine. So clever. Yeah. So clever. Yeah. So so cute. So there's a discount code. Now fear this. Mm -hmm. 20% off. And you get free shipping. What could be better? It's great. Look at this one. Disappointing my parents one grand dog at a time. (laughs) I want grand cat. And then that'll be that. It seems like you could get that if you wanted. They they do all sorts of specialty stuff. Yeah. Okay. All right. So go to urbanalco.com, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Back to the show. One of the cases that I wanted to briefly touch on was the Dahlia DiPolito case. Okay. So there was this woman, she was kind of a high-class clientele sex worker escort, and she met this guy through the escort thing, uh, Mike DiPolito. And Mike fell in love with her and was he had some money, and so he was trying to like get her out of the lifestyle to marry him. And she agreed to do it. 
and there's lots of things that happened in their relationship but basically she just decided she was done with the relationship and just wanted his money so she went to a former client she went to a former client and so the guy freaked out because he's not going to kill her husband but he tells her he can find someone who can and then he goes to the police and she gets set up by an undercover police officer and she's famous because in the conversation with the police officer he says to her are you sure you want to do this and she says five thousand percent sure the the thing that's unique about this case is it immediately goes to she tells the friend she wants to hire someone she gets set up by the police and they decide to stage the murder so they contact her husband and tell him what's happening. They show him the video of her saying she's 5,000% sure she wants him dead. That was a bad day, man. Yeah. And mm. then when she goes to the gym, she's told by the undercover cop, this is the day we're going to do it. She goes to the gym. And when she comes back, the police have like put tape up and they inform her that her husband is dead. And then the big show begins. They we all put- want to really look at some bad acting. Bad oh, acting. Yeah. Yeah. Look up the video for this. There's been numerous crime shows where she just starts wailing before they're even finished with the sentence that her husband is dead. Then she falls into the arms of the cop. It's just, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. There's a, look it up on 2020. There's a great 2020 special on it. But then when she goes to court, she tries to claim that she and her husband were trying to start a reality show and they, they both. That was her defense. Yeah. That was her defense. That her husband was in on it and this was their way into a reality show. And I'm like, these people are all so, so dumb. That's not even a good excuse. Like, why would, I don't know. One of my favorite moments of that is when they have her in the interrogation room, they have the husband just walk on in. That's how, yeah, that was the most beautiful. It was great. Yeah. But like along those lines, some of these criminals are really, really dumb. You've seen the movie Fargo, right? like a million times love that movie there's so many examples of stuff like that like for instance i found uh, a woman in kissimmee florida florida's got some problems too yeah Uh, a guy wanted to have this woman killed and he gave the pictures and everything and the office and the killers grabbed the wrong woman and just murdered the wrong woman oh no yeah it says uh it's a bad day when you're that murder plot guy and you find out some random girl's been right detectives reported that janice Dagota torres 42 of kissimmee was abducted and murdered after being mistaken for a co-worker who was the intended target of a heinous murder for hire plot Uh, yeah but there's one last one i want to share with you that really reminded me of Fargo and I think there is a lesson to be learned from this particular I found a lot of failed murder for hire cases like there's this woman Jessica Sandy Booth an 18 year old aspiring model who needed to raise some quick money and she was at someone's house and she saw this picture right here can you see this she saw this tilt it downwards yeah what does that look what like? What is that? Hi? It's, it's cheesecake. Okay. But she saw this cheesecake in someone's fridge and thought it was cocaine. So she hired someone to kill these people and steal the cocaine, but it was actually cheesecake. <laughs> okay. 
here's the one. This one is amazing. And I just want to read you this story. Okay. Okay. So this porn shop owner named Michael Kuhanison wants to kill his wife. So he's going to pay the custodian at his porn shop $50,000 to kill his wife. The couple is estranged at the time and living in separate houses. So Michael gave Ed the codes to get into Susan's security system. Ed dutifully committed the codes to memory and brought a day planner to schedule the murder with a note including Mike's name and phone number. (laughs) Did he leave it at the crime scene? Oh, it gets better than this. (laughs) For no conceivable reason other than to assist police in their inevitable investigation, he waited in Susan's house for the unsuspecting nurse to return home, and when she walked through the door, he attacked her with a claw hammer. (gasps) Now, the article says Susan was not a small woman, whatever that means. But after Ed hit her in the face with the hammer, she grabbed the hammer away from him and wrestled him to the ground. They fought for several minutes until she managed to get Ed in a chokehold and actually offered to call an ambulance for him if he would agree to stop moving. (laughs) Ed tried to buck Susan off and proceeded with the scheduled murdering. Susan tightened her hold in response and choked the janitor to death. No. Yes. You get our now fear this listener of the day. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So when police arrived on the scene, they initially thought Ed was just a random intruder stricken with a hammer, though they were puzzled how he managed to get past the security system. However, when they found Ed's day planner in the backpack (laughs) he brought with him to the scene, Mike's number was in it and written all over. Mike was forced to pay Susan a million dollars for emotional distress and was sentenced to 10 years in prison. Wow. It says Susan presumably went on to be the inspiration for Pam Pouvet on FX's Archer. I don't know what that is. I don't either. FX's Archer? Oh, okay. I don't either. But this is something all the cool kids know about. This is an article called Six Crazy Attempts to Hire a Killer That Failed Miserably. Yeah, that's a murder plot. Fail. That is a fail. When the person you hire gets killed, (laughs) it's like, oh, wait. (laughs) And they have the day planner with a sticky note. But it reminds me of your your first story, right? Yeah. Again, for all y'all out there that you think, instead of divorce or whatever, I'm going to kill so I don't have to share half my money. You're assuming the people that get hired for this, they're assuming it's just going to be easy to go in and kill this person. They might fight back. You might get killed. You get the claw hammer thing. That one is like so terrifying. Even when you just said it, it just makes me cringe, you know? Yeah. And you might end up killing the wrong person. Like, that's why I said I think about Fargo. He never intended for his wife to be harmed. He never intended for himself to be harmed. When you're dealing with a criminal element, you can't expect a refund and you could get extorted by them for the rest of your life because now they have damning information on you. Yep. Pretty dumb. All right. This one is my favorite. And if you've never seen this movie, you're going to want to go watch it because Holly Hunter once again proves she's the baddest of them all. Have you ever seen the positively true adventures of the alleged Texas cheerleader murdering mom? I have not. I haven't seen that. Okay. It's one of my favorite performances of hers. It's one of my favorite TV movies. It was on HBO in the 93 or so, 94. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to read two pieces to you. Both of these are from Texas Monthly. One is by Mimi Swartz back in 91 when this occurred. And one is by 
Sonia Smith in 2012 with an update on it. So this is so beautifully written about a grim place that I'm going to read it verbatim. Okay. Credit to Mimi Swartz back in 91 in the Texas Monthly. Okay. When Houston winters are grim, they are that much grimmer in Channel View. Heading east out Interstate 10, the city's big stately pines, designer skyscrapers, and tasteful suburbs give way to pockmarked asphalt, ramshackle churches, and rusting ship channel businesses. When the cold, steely winter rain starts to fall, as it did unrelentingly last January, Channel View seems drenched in a dingy futility. <laughs> wow. Does this sound like a lovely place? It the does. only color seems to be the perilous orange of the refinery gas flares. At the Del Dale Highway exit, the white elephant rearing about the flea market looks hopelessly grimy. And off the road, the rain soaks the yards of the tract and trailer homes to a dirty brown. In such weather, people lose their resolve. In the Baptist temples, they turn to hymns of salvation, but do not keep time with the melody. In the pawn shops, they hawk their baby furniture, stub out their cigarettes, and think about looking for work out of town. Winter in Channel View can bring menace and breed hopelessness. Two qualities with which Wanda Holloway, who had spent much of her life here, was more than well acquainted. Is that not like the most beautifully? Yeah. It's so vivid. I mean, that's just, I couldn't change a word of it. It's so vivid and so perfect. If y'all have never been to the outskirts of Houston, like between Houston and Louisiana, it's just the grimmest place. And there's paper factories and these refineries and everything smells bad. I'm sorry, y'all, if that's where you live. I didn't say it. Mimi Swartz said it, and she's accurate here. I'm going to use dingy futility just in regular conversation. Please, would you record yourself and, and report back? Yes. All right. So Wanda Holloway is the feature uh, person of our story, and that's who Holly Hunter plays in The Positively True Adventures of the Alleged Texas Cheerleader Murdering Bomb is the name of the movie. Now, she was a secretary, a pianist at her church. She married well. And she made herself into a well-regarded member of the Channel View community. She was, quote-unquote, a lovely person. And she, in the words of her daughter's junior high school principal, very refined, spoke good English, and was beautifully attired. Right. Beautifully attired. Isn't that a weird thing to say? Right? Spoke yeah. good English and beautifully attired. What I does that even mean? That's going to be the name of our show. Spoke good English and beautifully attired. <laughs> that basically describes me. I mean, yes, right? Unbeknownst to almost everyone, we're back to the Mimi Swartz article. Holloway was also a brooder, and law enforcement sources speculate she had spent years brooding on a problem for which she finally found a dark solution. Now, you are going to die when I tell you if you do not know the story. I don't know the story. So here's the problem in Wanda's life. She has a 13-year-old daughter, Shanna. Shanna wants to be a cheerleader. Wanda wants Shanna to be a cheerleader a lot more than Shanna does. It becomes her life's mission for her daughter to become a cheerleader. It's a weird mission, but okay. Now, according to Wanda's twisted psyche, there's only one person who's on the squad that has Shanna's spots. That is a girl named Amber Heath. So the solution Wanda comes up with is and you know what sounds like i think i'm gonna do, i got it this is how i'm gonna get my daughter on the cheerleading squad i'm gonna hire a hitman to kill the 13 year old amber's mother verna wait she'll why kill so, her mother because she'll be so distraught she won't try out teeth because she felt bad about killing a kid i don't know because it'd be better to kill that. the kid than the mother right <laughs> 
Because what if she's like, I'm just going to have to continue to be a cheerleader and honor oh, my mother. mother. Yeah. <laughs> my mother would never want me to give up. And then you got to, you got to do another murder. So here's where people go wrong. If you want someone dead, do it yourself. No, I don't want to give that advice. But this is the lesson. If you are somebody who is a killer, don't hire people. It never goes well or rarely goes well. We have illustrated that in this show right now. So she turns to her ex-husband's brother, and his name is Terry Harper. And she says, you know, I really want, I really want this woman dead. And, and they show these scenes in the movie, and I think it's Bo Bridges, I think, who plays the brother-in-law. And she's sitting in the truck, and she's giggling about it. It was really, really creepy. And the movie is a comedy-ish. It's like, it's kind of like a Fargo-y type feel, mm-hmm. you know? And I guess it was made in 92 or 93. So it was after she did Raising Arizona. So they, they it was that kind of like that same kind of tone. And so the brother-in-law was like, fuck this noise. And he goes to the cops. Well, then they bring in an undercover cop who was apparently really good at his job and got her doing that thing that you described about the thing in Florida, where he got her talking in great detail about what she wanted and why she wanted it. And she said, yes, I want it done. And this is, you know, when are you going to do it? here's the money, or I don't even know how much she said back in 91, how much that would have cost. And then the cops said, oh, by the way, you're under arrest. And apparently she showed no reaction at all. Nothing, just like, oh, okay. And it became one of those stories where journalists and cameramen, uh, camera people, came in from all over the world during that trial. You know, it was worldwide news. So, like, if you're not from Texas, it's shocking. (laughs) But if you're from Texas... There's only two things to count, and it's football and cheerleading. So you kind of go, oh, yeah, I believe it. People do weird shit to get their, I mean, people are weird. People are really weird. Well, again, I think this is like another assumption. So, you know, we were kind of joking earlier that if she did kill the woman's mom, that maybe the girl would still try to be a cheerleader. But she's also assuming that this one cheerleader is the only impediment to her daughter. Exactly. There could be another trial, and there could be some freshman that's better than exactly that was exactly my thought unless you want to kill off all the mothers of the cheerleading squad then why is it this one spot's going to be automatically given to shanna no it's not how it works and if her mom kills like all the other cheerleaders people are not going to want shanna to be the last cheerleader standing they're going to be it's it's not going to work out not going to work out like the best wing like i think about michael jordan right i think the story goes that he tried out for his basketball team and didn't get onto it and so he worked really hard to get onto it that's the way to that's the way to go and then sometimes maybe your dream is not appropriate to match your talents exactly and according to shanna she has said in the you know ensuing years that it wasn't even important to her like right you know take it or leave it her mom was like that was her entire life you know well, she appeared in 2012 on Good Morning America and said, which I'm assuming is a is a rave understatement. She said that she and her mother do not have a very close relationship, quote unquote. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. you think? Um, so she says, we don't have a mother-daughter relationship where you sit around and gossip, right? And then the article, this is from Sonia Smith's article. She says, this is a far cry from back in the early 90s when Wanda and Shanna were known to wear matching mother-daughter outfits. Ew. Ew, that your daughter's in eighth grade. Leave her alone. 
Yeah, it's disgusting. And you know, one of their outfits that they match walking around town and, and the gloriousness that is Channel View, a cheerleader outfit. Weird. Is there anything sadder than a 35-something woman in a cheerleader outfit with her daughter? Although I did imagine that if I ever had a daughter that we would both dress alike and my daughter would have a bob just like mine and would wear like a little black beret and a turtleneck and we'd paint together and in eighth grade no <laughs> i'm just making this up <laughs> she's a painter yeah See, this is what would happen is you'd get a, you would have a kid who's like the most girly girl who hates painting or something you know oh, or the God. most athletic who looks nothing like you it's like she would be like probably <laughs> whatever you picture probably so this is the weird thing this is such white privilege and her first trial was apparently a circus-like trial and she was sentenced to like 12 years somehow she got a new trial and she was sentenced to 10 years and Six she served months. yeah yeah that's some white lady privilege right there wanda yeah. is the ultimate karen well that's what i was gonna say is we did an episode about karens and i think back then i didn't fully understand it because i was like why can't I talk to the manager if things aren't going well? Or why can't I speak up? Like my, I was really annoyed by the idea that somebody's telling me as a, a woman of a certain age, that's white, that I can't speak up for myself. Right. But I don't think I understood it. It was like that same episode of Howard Stern that we were watching earlier in the week. One of the guys on the show is obsessed with Karen's. And I guess apparently there's whole youtube channels where you can just watch videos of oh yeah crazy karens and oh, yeah. i didn't realize what's going on this is like some crazy crazy stuff like you see the recent one in mexico no there is a woman who karens out in uh, an airport in mexico an american citizen or american whatever karen who screams at people all over scream 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 about masks in the airport screaming screaming till the cops eventually the mexican police are like you're out of here so they haul her away and everyone in the airport starts cheering i mean you should watch that one because i didn't even look at it because curtis was watching and i could hear it and she's so gross and entitled and just i just want to punch her just by listening to her you know yeah oh. they played a couple and the sound like this this sort of screeching sound that the woman yes. was making it was like a toddler and she was like inexplicably just attacking this this man because she didn't think he belonged like uh it she was this is like so white privilege she was at a boat dock on her yacht oh. and and there was an african-american man that was in a boat next to her yacht and she didn't feel that he belonged there stop it and he ended oh up God. he ended up having to call the police on her she was being oh so God. aggressive it was crazy but they played yeah, i gotta look that up. one up I gotta look that one up. Maybe if I find it, I'll put it on our website. I'll put a link to it. Like Yacht Karen is what I think. Yeah, it's like Yacht Karen. Good night. But you see what I'm saying? Like if I didn't know anything about Karens, talk about triggering, like the idea that a, a woman needs to be quiet and not speak up when there's a, a situation bothers me. But that's not that's what, not we're, talking what we're talking about. Yeah. Well, what I was trying to tell you during that episode 
was this this idea of if you want to see the managers for a legitimate reason, that's a completely different thing. These people who are Karens are wanting to see the manager over something that is so dumb or something that is insignificant or masks or, you know, racist things or, you know, and like one of them I remember was a woman went into a 7-Eleven or something. You should find this one. Oh, it's going to make you mad. And she starts screaming at the woman behind the counter and the customer for speaking Spanish to each other, to each other, not her. I was like, you need to just. A lot of people go you off. You tell them, you tell them to go back where they're from. You go back where you're from. Because I don't know where right. that fucking is, but we don't want you here. I don't want you a part of any of this. I don't know why that bothers people. Well, how self-centered are you that, A, you assume it has anything to do with you, lady. Right. right? And even right. if it is, it's none of your fucking business. They can speak whatever language they fucking want. Yeah. I mean, honestly, right. it might annoy me even more if they were gossiping very loudly in English as opposed to right? just, <laughs> just trying to say I want to know what you're saying and I want to know so I can judge it or I can you know like shut up like it's like yelling at somebody who's whispering like remember that episode of friends when Chandler goes you know when you whisper it's hard for us to hear you like right right like, right they can talk however they want you can Karen yeah um, I came around um all right it's probably getting time to wrap this up well, before we wrap it up, you know, you ended with the cheerleader mom example. And I did find this article from Unbelievable Facts, and it's 10 murders with utterly stupid motives. And I just wanted to run through some of the motives because people are like, oh, well, people want to plot to kill their uh, spouse. That makes sense to you. But a lot of these are for ridiculous reasons. Okay, lay them on me. So Glenn Fergus, a 36-year-old man from... Guatemala, New Zealand, attacked his brother to death with an axe in 2003 because he was enraged that his brother did not have the decency to thank him for dinner. Franklin Paul Crew, a 59-year-old man from Florida, brutally bludgeoned his roommate to death with a sledgehammer in 2006 after an argument over toilet paper. Alexandria Tobias, a 22-year-old from Jacksonville, Florida, was so obsessed with Facebook, the Facebook game Farmville that when her three-year-old baby started crying during the game, she violently shook the baby to death for breaking her concentration. It just goes on and on and on of people who've killed other people for bizarre reasons. That reminds me of one. Now, you know what swatting is? It happens in LA sometimes. I don't know if it still does. Um, where somebody called in a hostage situation on a house just to fuck with them when it's not real, you know? Mm-hmm. And so the SWAT team arrives. There's one case where somebody was swatted by a guy because of a video game. He was mad about whatever the fucking thing is, you know. And so he he swatted in that guy's hometown. And people ended up getting killed by the police. um, Because he called in a crisis hostage situation. And said that the guy was armed and all this stuff. Then there was one here recently. And I don't remember if the guy was successful. But he was also video game related. Where somebody drove from California to Dallas kill someone because of what they had done on a video game yeah can you help me understand that please somebody the Chappelle show and I I may have mentioned this before has this hilarious skit they do called when keeping it real goes wrong and this woman picks up her phone and it's a wrong number and yeah yeah yeah. you saw I think yeah she's just obsessed with um somebody who's trying to prank call her so she goes and kills them and she kills them yeah she goes to jail and it's like 
or she beats him up or something and goes to jail. But my point is that skits in there for a reason. And I, and I just think there's lots of people, the slightest little thing, they feel slighted. It's like the road rage thing. And, uh, and, and now they're like on the dark web plotting to murder somebody. You know what, Maureen? What? We should start our own. Hold on one second. This is such a good idea. And I can't believe I didn't think of it before. There is a woman who one of these murder plots turns out actually of course she gave the person money but there was no but it wasn't real right mm-hmm. and it turns out there's just a, there's a <laughs> okay here's the name here's the name this is all right so many clues here's the name of the hitman site the sicilian i'm sorry the sicilian hitman international <laughs> it's like that stepbrothers just so many clues so we should start our own fake uh, hit woman fight so that we can get bitcoin money what are they going to do right climb onto the dark web what are we going to call ourselves the something hitman international yeah we're going to be the prestige worldwide international (laughs) boats and hoes and assassinations (laughs) i stole that from stepbrothers but no, if you don't. By the way, if you didn't already know that was from Step Brothers, I don't know why you're listening to this show at all. Exactly. exactly. But both the boats and hose, prestige and, worldwide international hit women. Yeah, there's actually oh. a liquor store I am Burbank <laughs> called Prestige Liquor, and it has the word prestige really small and the word liquor gigantic. And every time I see it, I just think prestige worldwide. Prestige worldwide. <laughs> Oh my gosh! And then we'll have a we'll have a a, a wine mixer, but it can't be a Catalina wine mixer. Oh. It's got to be a virtual wine mixer. Um, we'll come up with the whole thing, and then we will put that on our website. Yeah, it's a link to the dark web. Well, the thing is, that seems like a, an easier way to raise money than having sponsors. Let's just steal money from people who want to do murder <laughs> for hire, right? Anybody want to hire us to murder people because um, we won't actually do it, but you can give us money for it and then everybody wins, right? Everybody gets to live. We make more money. I mean, what's the, what's the downside? Listen, we take American Express. We don't take Bitcoin. We're too old for that. We don't know how to use Bitcoin. You know, high- you know, they use this phrase, uh, non, fun, whatever the word is, fungible or fun. Well, you know that phrase? You know what that is? Non-fungible? Non-fungible. Yeah non-fungible token yes right yeah well then they turn into nft well nft is now for this how dare they whoa well we don't want any nft we only we want traditional forms of money actually you could pay palace or uh or or what's the other one venmo venmo yeah you could do that you could we have a sponsor that we're gonna talk about speaking of sponsors so i'm gonna bring it up again yeah Visit the urbanowlco.com website um, while you're uh, perusing the dark. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> I want to go. It's Urban Owl. I want to go to the website. So urbanowlco.com. Okay, let's see. All right. There is our hit woman, hit man talk, prestige worldwide, boats and hoes, Sicilian International Hitman Association. I don't want to be associated with the Sicilians. So we're, we'll take oh. that out of our. Have you been to Sicily? No, no. Oh, it's kind of like beautiful. 
It's kind of like James keeps wanting to buy me David Bowie shirts, but I'm not into David Bowie. So I don't want people coming up to me and going like, hey, David Bowie's song, blah, 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 is so cool. And then I'm like, just a poser. What? <laughs> Why are you doing ASMR? <laughs> because I don't want people to hear me because I don't really like David Bowie. And oh. People cannot hear me. They try to they yell at you and talk you out of your opinion. How can you not love him? He's the best. Okay, anyway, that's not the point. I'm wrapping up the show. Just stop. Sorry, stop. I'm stopping. Go ahead. Please email fearless at nowfear.com and tell us what you're fearing. We'll read it on the show. If you feel like giving us five stars, you know, go ahead. If you feel like writing us a review, go ahead. Whatever. If you feel like for hire, contact PM us, you know. Contact what? If you want PM? Isn't that like or is it the DMs? Put it's it in there. I was like, PMS? See, like oh, PMS? Sorry. No. It's, the, it's the DMs, not the P. You want to slide into our DMs with a murder plot? <laughs> slide into yeah, our PMS. do that. And I promise I'll do better than a claw hammer when it comes to time to kill the person. No. Go to our website, fearthispodcast.com, and subscribe there for content that will change your life. Yes. It's definitely like life-changing and, you know, as we franchise into these different ventures like Murder for Hire, it really yeah. literally could change your life, you know? <laughs> or the life of someone you hate. <laughs> uh, yes. Or the life of yeah. someone who just spoke meanly to you. <laughs> or, yeah. I mean, maybe there's somebody who's a clerk at a store that you didn't like. Maybe they, maybe they pulled in front of you on the expressway and you can't handle it. We give a Karen discount because we know you're special. <laughs> <laughs>